Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle. Wow, I'm tired. Heart and Hustle podcast. My name is Charisma O'Keefe. I almost forgot where I was for a second. I'm Angelica Yard. It's pandemic day, three billion. If you couldn't tell, we're tired. Yeah, I'm really tired because I went to the store yesterday and like I don't go to the store often. And I especially don't go to Target often. Like Trader Joe's is a store that I've been going to a little bit more often, like maybe once a week, maybe every other week. Um, And then Target, I'll do like maybe once every six weeks. And when I go to Target, like, I don't know, Target is just more exhausting. It's draining. And I go first thing in the morning when I go and like, you know, they open and it's just me and like maybe five other people. But it's just thoroughly, I don't know what it is. I'm like depleted every single time when I come home. And it makes me sad because I do, I'm not like a big shopping person, but I like, like that was one of the ways to get out and be in AC and not be in the rain during the summer. It's like going to Target and just kind of like buy things or browse around. It used to be like not a big deal. Like you used to be like, oh, I need to pick something up from Target. And then you go pick it up. Right. Now I'm like, I need to pick something up from Target. I'm going to put it on the list and get it two weeks from now when I go to Target. because Yeah, and I physically don't take out a list either. So it's also like I'm physically trying to remember five hundred things that I need that I talked about two weeks ago. And I try to remember this list like I'm on Supermarket Sweep. And then I go in and I have to have masks and then you have to sanitizer and then you have to make sure you go the right way and try to keep distance and make sure you get the right cart and make sure you get everything that you need and don't forget anything. And then it's like, oh, I need ink. And you, sometimes you need random things, which I do often, like last minute, like paper or something, especially with doing this 100 day project. And so I'm yeah. like, I need to go to the paper aisle, but I don't want them to feel like I'm just going down here to go down here, just hang out. Like I really do need paper and I don't want to buy it from Amazon. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's a lose-lose. There's I would, no winning. I could not operate without a list. World. I write a list on paper because I'm like, if not, I will forget things. Like I just, it's just going to happen. And cause like, with ah. like, I don't know. Cause I like, I, it's just everything I get from Target is random. Like I don't get groceries normally from there, except I do get shelf stable milk. That's like the grocery that I get from there. But other than that, it's more like cleaning supplies and like toilet paper and stuff. And like, I'm always just like, I think just because I'm so anxious when I'm in there, I'm like, I will forget. So I have to like carry this like paper list, but then I don't want to dig in my bag for it because I don't want my hands in my bag after I've gone yeah. in there. And What's so I keep, I keep like my phone in one back pocket and my um, my list in the other back pocket. And then I go in, even though they desanitize the carts, I desanitize them myself because I don't trust no one. And then, you know, go about my day and then pull out the, like, list from my back pocket or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, a whole thing. And then, like, you know, getting back into the car and you're, like, desanitizing your hands or whatever. And then I get home and, like, I immediately just want to, like, wash myself and whatever. And my dog is like, oh, you're home. Like, I want to touch you. Like, I want to sniff you. And I'm like, don't sniff these COVID pants. Like, get away from me. I'm just like 2020 like I don't want her like I don't know I'm like let me just like change or shower or something it's just I definitely keep like extra clothes still and still I'm sure people are like well you don't need to do it anymore I still keep my extra clothes in the garage and I like strip down when I get home in the garage and desanitize and like go yeah. upstairs and I don't still wash and everything. I would do the exact same thing, but. I, I would... And I feel like that really has, because people have been like, there's cases of people who haven't gone out anywhere, but they go to the grocery store. Yes. And I'm still 100% in that camp of like me doing this extraness 
has there kept me a, safe. There was a um a big time blogger that got it, and she hadn't been anywhere except for the grocery store. So I didn't go to the grocery store for a super long time. Now that I go, like when I do get home, I immediately take off that. Like one thing that is good is that my like laundry room is right. Laundry is right next to the front door. So I literally Yeah, will, like, so it's nice to be like just get it all off yeah. and put some stuff on. Exactly. And then just jump in the shower to decontaminate. It's whew. Twenty twenty's rough, y'all. As you already know. Well, uh, since so, we're already talking about it, because I'm like, if we can go into our, our episode. So today this, we're today. doing a Q&A episode, um, and we asked on Instagram for you to submit some questions. And these are the questions that you submitted and wanted to know. They're kind of all over the place, but that's, you know, you guys wanted to know a little bit of everything. So the first question is, has your daily schedule changed since quarantine? Um, for me, I would say yes and no. Like, obviously, I already worked from home during quarantine. So, like, yeah, I was already working at home and certain things were, you know, already kind of established. But now John is also home and we have a dog. So those things have kind of changed. Um, also, I think that my schedule is like a little more lax now that we're in quarantine. Like there's some days that I'm just like not in it. And I'm like, okay, get A, B, and C done that you actually have to get done. And then like you can take a break. Or like I might say like, all right, I'm going to take the morning off. And then I'm going to start work like, you know, closer to like the afternoon, which is not something I would have ever done before. Like before I was very much like, this is your schedule. You got to stick to it. Now I'm just like a lot more flexible with myself. And I do find that like sometimes we want to take the whole morning and just do a lot of like movement, like go on like a longer walk or go, you know, do this, do that, whatever. Um, And then like start work, like say like around like 10 or 11, which normally I would be like, no, that's like when I'm taking like my first break or something, you know? So I'd say I'm, I'm just more flexible since quarantine. Yeah, I think my schedule is me not traveling anywhere in any car for any meetings, which was a big part of yeah. pre-COVID was a lot of meetings in person. And so I'm not doing any of that, which is nice because we went downtown today and I-4 is still a mess. I don't understand. We've been at home for several days and it's seemingly worse. Like it's not any better. So um, that was always like an issue of just traffic and the road construction and the waiting and the people not driving. And I don't miss that at all. So I'm kind of excited about that. I do miss some of the networking events. I feel like it was it was kind of like we uh, jinxed ourselves because we did do work at Miami right before lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I remember everyone there like was in such a good mood. We all were so hyped for like the year, and we're like, we're gonna do our work camp. It's gonna be awesome. We can't wait to hang out and like see everybody. And because we hadn't really seen people in like a year, really, we haven't been going to at least that that specific meetup. And so even the bot meetup before then, which is the Black Orlando Tech, if you're not from Orlando, um, that was a meeting I went to earlier this year, and we were all excited, etc. We're like, yeah, we're hanging out. It's so much better. Like this year is gonna be the year of networking. And Corona was like, is it though? (laughs) So I guess that has been um, a big part. Obviously schooling, figuring that out from 2020 to 2021 is going to be a big change for my daily schedule. When we were in the last end of the year, it was kind of like just adding that back in from the summer of the year previous to that. So uh, that was fun, you know, having to be, having to have, like zooms and stuff set up for a third person 
I yeah. think was more stressful. I mean, not in a bad way. Like, obviously it wasn't. It just was, do we have enough bandwidth? Like, I'm literally like, do we have enough screens? Do we have yeah, enough devices? Is the internet going to run all three, three Zoom calls at yeah. one time? Let's say all three of you would be on at the same time because you would normally get your daughter set up be- right right before we'd record. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it was literally like everyone in and, the house. Yeah, every, literally every single person that was in this home was on a call at one point, and it was very like, uh, is the internet going to make it? Like, we had to turn our uh, router up and have our situation kind of more expanded because we need more time. But for the most part, it's been the same schedule. I have worked more. Like, I am working a lot more in terms of, like, longer hours or even late nights or overnights because I can, I guess. I'm like, I'm at home, switch it up. I don't know, I'm young. And that way I can spend the time in the daytime kind of being more mom equivalent, yeah. being more focused on that. And then spending my nights kind of like hustling down, with, especially with the paper shop that's been so different. Like I didn't have that last year. So adding that onto yeah. all of the other things has been kind of yeah. like, oh, I guess I was bored and I was not. So that's been the biggest change. I think it's just not, I can work any of the hours yeah. at all the times. <laughs> yeah, that flexibility. Like, I definitely feel like I'm, it's just, I'm more flexible, you know, which I like. I don't, I don't hate it, you know. I can't complain. Horseshoe. So what is your favorite social distancing activity? Which I'm like, well, just what's your favorite activity? Because I know, not- <laughs> right? Because like, so just to be like clear, I guess, because I know everyone is kind of doing their own thing depending on, a, what county and what state you're in, what country you're in, and then also B, just like what you're deciding. Cause like Florida's doing things, but I'm not doing them. Um, so I'm not really like seeing people outside of like my little like pod of people, which would be like John and I, obviously, my mom, and then my friend Margot, who lives in the next building over, cause we can like walk to each other's places and she doesn't have any other family here. So like, and she's like the most introverted person ever. Like, if you've listened to this podcast and you've heard me like, complain about going places and seeing people like Margo wouldn't even probably have a podcast because she'd be like no I'm not talking like it's not happening so she's like a hardcore introvert so she's not seeing anyone so like we see her but the only like there's only been like a very few incidences that I've seen other people which has been like our besties and my godchildren um and then we have seen I've seen you and like in those circumstances like the only thing that like this sounds so weird but it's like I feel like I'm gonna say talking because if I'm outside which like the other day like when we saw each other like we were outside we were six feet apart and we were both wearing our masks the entire time and we were talking and like I was fine with that I think that if we had been like running or riding bikes or doing anything else with our masks on I would have been like exhausted um, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like, especially with it being summer, I feel like talking is like my favorite social distance activity. I would say that if we lived in a different state that didn't have outrageous numbers and everything wasn't like people weren't doing such a terrible job with everything, I was very much looking forward to meeting people for like coffee or tea and being able to be like outside and being able to like six sit six feet apart and like chat that way without masks on and drink tea but like I don't feel safe doing that it's like in our current situation that we're going through in Florida right now so that's like a dream aspiration of like what my favorite social distancing activity would be but I would just say now talking whether that means like seeing you and standing at your front door away from you and talking or like 
talking to somebody on the phone or something like that. But yeah, there's, there's not much else. I'm like afraid of doing things. So uh, I guess like if, it, if you're talking about like not with people and like reading or Netflix or, you know, there's tons of things I like to do alone, but as far as like with other people, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think that this is, these are the things that I would do prior to COVID. So um, I don't yeah. have a big jump there, but I um, definitely just hanging out. And obviously, like you said, social distance, like kind of hangouts. Obviously I haven't done a ton of them at all. Um, and the birthday drop-offs have been nice, which I do anyway. Like these are things I do all year round anyway, because I just, my schedules don't align most of the time with other people, especially when you're friends start to have kids or, you know, have run their own businesses, depending on what industry they're in, you just run different hours. And so a lot of the things that I do all year round, like drop gifts off on people's birthdays or do like a birthday bomb or whatever, are things that I would do pre-COVID. So it's nice to just kind of, I guess, to have other people kind of experience that now, like going in to drop off some people's front door and kind of like saying like a hi from the door, having conversations the play dates that we've been doing for like six feet apart with the kids and making sure they're kind of separate but distance. Um, but yeah, I mean, working out indoors are things that I've done before prior to COVID. It wasn't a big deal just because my timing doesn't always match up with gyms and things. I yeah. wish I could do more outdoor activity things Same. like hiking and beach. Yeah. Like I miss the beach, but yeah. we are open and everyone and their mom is here and everybody I know keeps going to the beach keeps uploading pictures and I'm like yep. y'all not the only people there so I'm all yeah. right. <laughs> like it and looks that, back yeah. there. that's the thing is like I'm not judging people who go and do that stuff but like it just doesn't feel safe to do that no yeah I mean it just shows me that I'm not ready it's not that I care too much about what you're doing I mean but, I would love but it's just like I mean like because I mean people are listening from like other states and like for example I know like one of my best friends was in Denver and like when she goes out and goes hiking, there's not like eight thousand. Yeah, no, there's no people in yeah, and but even in, Florida, in like Virginia. Hot mess. <laughs> yeah, I'm like anytime somebody uploads a picture here, and they're like, we're at the beach, or we're at this, like we're at um the springs, like they're in Kenny Springs, or they're in Lake Mary, or like places that are so quote unquote far, um from Central, like the Orlando area. I'm like, yeah. they're still people now i am judging you if you go out and there's a whole bunch of people and you're not social distancing i am judging you i have no problem telling you i'm judging you but i'm just saying like like, i know not everyone's experience is florida so like at first i was looking at my friend who was in colorado and like again their cases are totally different but i'm looking at her going places and i was like girl what is you doing like no get inside and then she was like girl it is not like florida like look around like see there's it's so separate and then also people probably are wearing masks when they have to well that's another thing too like so like in connecticut i have a friend that lives there and like everybody wears masks all the time so (gasps) that makes things it's a different situation you know here you have about 50 50 so it's it's not it's even today i could count on one hand of the people that were downtown that had on masks so i'm just that's why i don't go downtown in case anyone was wondering why i won't come see you or go near this area it's because of that like i was downtown for half of a millisecond and I could count on one hand the amount of people who had on masks. And that's, that's supposed ridiculous. to be like the part of town with like the youth people who would like get it. You know what I mean? But yeah, the young people were like, F that, I do what I want. I'm a yeah. child of my body. So, okay. Uh, so, next question. <laughs> are you happy to be an entrepreneur during this pandemic or do you wish that you had a regular job? Um, I will say that I 
like I think that it's great for people that do have like regular jobs that they know obviously what their salary is going to be and they haven't been, if you haven't been laid off obviously like I have friends that work certain jobs they haven't been laid off they know they're going to work from home like at this point until it's safe to go back and that's like a great position to be in but on the flip side I think that there's a lot of people that have regular jobs that either A, have been laid off or B, like you might have to go into work and you don't know. Like right now we're dealing with, my husband is a teacher in Orange County, like Florida, which is like the greater Orlando area. And we don't know if he's going to be going back to school, like to work literally like at the end of this month on July 31st. So I'm obviously like terrified because I don't want him in the classroom because he's just going to be like, getting COVID, bringing COVID home to me. We're just both going to be having it because like, I don't like if there's no, like they're talking about right now opening with like no precautions. And if they open with no precautions, then like, it's just going to go all over the place. Like it's just going to be a disaster. So, you know, the teachers union and other people have like stood up and they're like now arguing and trying to get a better plan in place. But DeSantis is like very um, determined to have Florida schools all open no matter what, basically. Uh, so yeah, so it's like, I don't like, I would rather not be in that position. Like obviously with entrepreneurship, you are in a position where you're like, I don't know always where my next paycheck is coming from, but that's always the case. Like you're always having to make sure that you are 100% responsible for like where your money comes from in that sense. Um, so it's not like new, like it is a pandemic. So obviously like a lot of people have had to pivot. I've had to pivot. But at the end of the day, it's not like that, that sort of thing can happen for a lot of different reasons. Like there was a big switch from with like photography, with like portraiture, when like iPhones started getting better and better and better, you had more clientele that were like, well, I just want to like, you know, have one photo on my iPhone and like, I don't care about, I'm not going to spend 250 on a portrait session. So it's like you, like we've already had to like pay attention to those things and you know, as we were talking about, like, things like Canva and stuff can, like, change the landscape for designers. So, like, you're already always two steps ahead when it comes to, like, your business and how to run it and how to make sure that you're guaranteeing yourself income. So, I feel like, yes, the pandemic has obviously been, like, the worst case scenario of that for a lot of people. But, again, it's it's always a risky job, entrepreneurship. So, I would choose entrepreneurship again and again because at least I know that I have control over what I'm doing right now, how I'm spending my days. I'm able to stay safe at home and I'm able to run a business that is keeping me safe. Like I've made that decision that I'm not going to go out and photograph like weddings. I'm not going to go out and like photograph things because I don't feel safe doing so. And so even though that was, I would say like probably 40% of my income at least, like I'm able to pivot and not do that anymore and make that choice. Whereas if I, you know, if I was a teacher, that choice would be being made for me, essentially. Yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. My feelings on it, it's that I think there is, like, a nice feeling of knowing I'm going to have every Friday, depending on how often I can, I'm going to have this amount of money in the bank every Friday, whatever that is with your job. And that's nice because stability is nice in a time of uncertainty. The issue is there have been a lot of people who've been laid off. There are a lot of people who've been furloughed. There's a lot of people whose hours have been reduced. They've had to adjust to living to that. And a lot of my friends who have had their hours reduced or have been furloughed have had to start businesses. And that's kind of what happened in 2008 is why so many people started their businesses because of being laid off. It's like, how else do you make money? 
and also because we haven't been given the same, um, obviously, protections and assistance that other countries have had during this pandemic. So it's kind of like a, you either sink or swim, choosing to own your own business, start your own business, sell your own products, kind of how people have been trying to stay afloat during this time. So I do, I am thankful that I like to get to set my own hours and I have to have my safety in danger by showing up into an office where I don't want to. There are a lot of businesses who are making people, especially here, most of these office places have remained open because they have fallen into under essential businesses in some sort of like weird way, like telemarketing. I don't understand how that's an essential <laughs> business, but apparently it's open and those companies have not shut down. And those people who work there half are like terrified and the other half are like well yeah you you're not doing anything you need to be in and then when the employees start testing positive they're like oh well you know they were out they were young people that's been the the argument i've heard from older people who love having their businesses open because they need to see their employees to make sure they're working you're not stealing from them weird um life is that the employees have gotten coronavirus from being out and about at the beach and bars and not from working inside of a building with recycled air for 40 oh. hours plus a week. So right. I definitely don't think there's worse or, or better, but I think I prefer obviously the flexibility to create my own schedule and yeah. choose safety and being able to do what I need to do for my family. So I'm always going to choose entrepreneurship because of those things, but it's not easy depending on what industry you are in your industry. If you're hospitality or entertainment, obviously you've been kind of reduced and I understand the pain and, the upset there so entrepreneurship is not always pretty and it's not always nice and i'm glad that we had that conversation last week it's sure not last interview about it but i do think the positives for me because i am a service-based business and i can sell products is that i've been able to pivot as i need to in the ways that i want to and i can choose and pick the clients that i want to work with so if i don't want to work with somebody because they say oh well it's pandemic should you be happy to, to get work i don't need to work with you i've been in business for 10 plus years like absolutely not so yeah. Agreed. All right. So number four, what are you doing to stay relaxed? Who's her? Who is she? Where <laughs> she um, I feel like I'm doing whatever I need to do on that day. And it is definitely varied from day to day, from week to week, from month to month um, lately. Uh, some things that I feel like I always do, which I, I always do like a lot of things to stay relaxed because I'm a very anxious person, as we've talked about on the podcast a ton of times before, but I do yoga a lot and I really do a lot of like easy and restorative poses, um, that you can just like be in for a bit and just kind of like lose yourself in for a bit. Um, I love that. I actually did a few poses like right before we started recording. So yeah, love doing yoga. I do a lot of like meditation and like deep breathing, Um, I do guided meditation because sometimes like my brain is too like wired and I'm not going to be able to like meditate like regularly. So guided meditation really helps during that time. Um, I try to get enough sleep. Um, I have always been a big advocate for sleep on this podcast, but I'm not sleeping as well as like I used to, but I'm, I'm trying. I feel like I've been staying up too late lately for like my particular like schedule Um, I don't really know what's going on with that, but it's just, again, everything with the pandemic is just kind of like out of whack. So I'm trying to like allow myself, if I don't get to sleep at a decent time, allow myself to like try to take a nap or something like that. And I will say that's how I know that I've been stressed this pandemic because I don't think I had taken a nap since like the nineties and (laughs) now I can nap again, which is like, okay, that's new. Like I fell asleep in the middle of the day once and I was just like, that's a new thing. That's strange. 
Um, but I was just like, I could never nap before. Now I, now I can nap and I do. And then like reading to kind of like disconnect, like enjoying that escapism, watching TV, watching movies, like things that are fun and enjoyable that like you can kind of escape with, um, talking to friends, like talking things out, talking to a therapist. Like, so I, I pretty much do these things all the time, but I feel like I probably do them more. Oh, and baking. I don't normally do that all the time, but that's something I've been doing a lot during quarantine. Um, So yeah, kind of the same things that I've already done, um, but just kind of amping them up and adding in a few new things and just knowing that like, I might need to do them in a different order than usual. Like it might just be, like I said, I might be having like a day. And so that might mean I'm going to take, you know, 30 minutes and read a chapter of a book or whatever and then come back to like what I'm focusing on. That's not something that I would have like allowed myself to have that, you know, more relaxed structure before, but now I'm just like, okay, you need to kind of do what what you can to stay like, you know, relaxed and stay like stress-free during all of this, you know, whatever, this, this, this (laughs) gestures to the whole year. The whole 2020. Yeah. yeah, I don't know her, so I can't help you. <laughs> You're like, I'm not. And that's, I mean, that's an honest answer. That's, you know. Happy met me. These people who listen to this podcast, who've been listening, you know me. You know what's up. <laughs> you know there's no relaxation over here. This girl's always stressed. It's unhealthy. Don't do it. Um, yeah, and has your sleep been, like, the same? Because, I mean, you've not been a good sleeper anyways. Like, that's always been a place where... You're not because I've done these all nighters. It has occurred to me that I can go without sleep. Wait, you're pulling all nighters? Yes, sis. I've been like, there's been two or three days where I've just not gone to sleep, but I'm like, oh, it's 30 hours. I should go to bed. Um, Do you think that people marry people that have the same sleep habits as them? Because I notice you and David have similar sleep habits. Oh, he can sleep. John and I have similar sleep habits too can go to sleep though like he his body will allow him to go but to he bed. also can like not sleep and like that's not something john and i could do like we just couldn't yeah. do it <laughs> like, um whereas my body if it sh- if on its own merit would be like we'll just stay up until we we no. stop working like stop john working. and i like literally were already talking and we're like yeah we're probably gonna take a nap today <laughs> He's actually probably napping right now, though. So I don't don't know if he'll want to take a nap later, but maybe we'll just go to bed really early. No, there's been days during the pandemic where I'm like, I'm just tired and I want to try and take a nap. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go up here and take a nap. And I think that successfully has happened for 30 minutes one time in like 120 plus days that we've been in. I won't lie to you. We have also like woken up and then like looked at the alarm and been like, okay, but, like, we don't have anything, like, pressing to do. Like, everything we need to do can be done later in the day. So, like, there's there's times that oh, my my uh, Google is talking to me, and it's Issa Rae. And I was <laughs> just scared me. <laughs> like, I don't know I why she invited herself. Like, like a young woman in your house. <laughs> I don't know why she invited herself to the conversation, but, like, it's Issa Rae. So I wasn't, like, you know, like, I wasn't prepared for it. That was really funny. Oh, my God. Whew, but yeah, so there's times that we'll like wake up and then we'll just be like, let's just lay in bed for an hour. Like we're not even like, a, like asleep, but we just don't want to get out of our bed. Like we'll just like yeah. we'll like crack the blinds and look out at the tree outside and just like relax. So yeah, I love my bed and I love sleep. I I want a sleep 
sponsorship. Like that's what I'm going to work on this year. <laughs> like I'm like mattresses, pillows. I know I talk about sleep a lot on here, so we need to like definitely look into that. <laughs> All right. Number five. What are you reading right now? I'm not reading again. I'm back to Angelica's pit of despair of not reading because I started a business by mistake. Um, <laughs> like I was, and then I, um, I think I had a really free thing that got in a good groove. And then the last thing I tried to read, which was, uh, Jennifer Weiner, like her latest book, Big Summer wasn't good. And it just mm. it made me mad. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just go back and not read it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the benefits of like a candle business is that after you pour the candles, there's like a lot of waiting. Um, so yeah, it's actually like, it slows you down. Cause you're just like, well, you got to just wait for the wax to, you know, get where it needs to go. So during that time, guess what? You have downtime. Um, and so I haven't been reading this year as much as I thought I would I actually just saw like Bobby from today and Bobby and ready to yeah. blog who we've had on before her reading list this year i think yeah she's like 60 or something she's, yeah, she's she out of control and she's already at like 65 and she's like yeah i've been like reading as escapism and i'm like that's what i thought i would be doing i haven't read as much as i thought i would so like my numbers are not great i'm hoping that the second half of the year i'll read more it's not to say i haven't been reading it's just that it's like it's not been the first go-to for like downtime or relaxation like I don't know why. I think it's just like been harder to just like focus in on it. But right now I'm reading a book called Dread Nation um, and it's by Justina Ireland. And it's, I was really taken by the cover because it's like this young black woman and she is just in this like really badass outfit and she actually has the American flag behind her. So I was like, what is this about? This is strange. Um, And it's basically like, I, I just started it. But basically, it's kind of like a retelling of back in like the Civil War times and they're mm-hmm. living in like Pennsylvania era or whatever. And it's basically like if we were about to do the Civil War or whatever, and then zombies came to life. Cool. So I was like, all right. Like, I've never read a book, like a zombie book that centers around black people. So I was like, this sounds really interesting. So it's like definitely YA, definitely like escapism. So I was like, all right, let me do that. And then I've ordered like a ton of um, like, I never read this genre, but I've gotten into it this year, I think, because just everything's so unhappy. Um, But I've ordered some like YA, like YA, like and romance novel books, but like, they're like more of the meet cute kinds and they all like feature like black people. Um, cause I was just like, I am not like, I'm trying to read, I, I normally read a lot of black artists, but I've been trying to read like even more than usual. But I, again, as we've talked about, like there was the, that year that I was like, I'm only going to read memoirs by black women. And it was like very heavy, you know, um, is again, it's important stuff to read, but if like, it's all you read, then it's, if you, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be exhausted. Right. So I want to like, I continue to read for educational purposes, but I also read for escapism and also like I am a black woman and I live that life. And like, so I'm like a lot of the books that people are reading right now, like, Oh, I'm reading this like anti-racist book. Like I'm not reading that because like I already know about that because that's in my life. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are sharing like the latest like anti-racism book that they're reading. And I'm like, 
you read that, that's great. But like, these are conversations we've been having for a long time. And I'm going to go read like the wedding date or the proposal because (laughs) I like just, you know, decompress. So yeah, that's another one. I'm going to probably, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but Jasmine Gilroy, I think. Yes. Um, So I read the proposal like a while back, which I think is actually out of order. I think that's like the second book, which they're not a series. No, I definitely did not read them in order. Yeah, they're not a series per se, but like, I guess they have like little tie-ins or whatever. So I haven't read the other ones, but I read the proposal. I loved it. Um, And like, I don't know, like I just didn't read the other ones, even though everyone was like, read the other ones. I just had a lot of other things to read, but I just was like, let me just go ahead right now and order all of them. So I ordered the wedding day, the wedding party and Royal holiday. So I have all of those to read. And then like the Get a Life, Chloe Brown, like all those series as well. There's like three of those. And I ordered those because I was like, this is just like light, happy, like black girl magic type like stuff. So I was like, let me read all of these and just kind of enjoy it. But yeah, I've been, I've been trying to yeah. like. And they're super light. Like if anybody, I'm like, seriously, I've read them. They're very like rom-com. Yeah. That's what Gabrielle I- Union in all her movies in the early 2000s. That's yeah. That's exactly are. like what I was like. I need that right now because like I'll kind of go every other book or like every few books and then I'll read something that's like heavier. Um, so I just read like the black flamingo and that was really good, but it was like a little bit heavier, you know? So I was like, let me read something light and just kind of like switch it up. Um, but yeah, I need to get back on my reading goals. I thought this was going to be a great reading year. And even after the pandemic started, I was like, this is still going to be a good reading year though. And it's not, (laughs) but you know, like, I, I think I can still get to like 50 for the year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Follow my good reads to see. See if I. Yeah, I'll that. put links in our Goodreads because there are books that I do want to read that I've been bookmarking. Yes. Um, and maybe I'll read them someday. Maybe yeah. I'll and that's the thing. Like, I decided, like, because I wasn't buying books, so I was like, girl, you have at least 30 unread books. So, like, you got to read those books first. But then it was like the Black Book Buyout Week. And I was like, well, I got to, you know, support the cause. So I ordered from like different, like, I wanted to order from different retailers. And I was ordering so much books, girl, that Bank of America shut down my card. Because I mean, I can imagine. It. They were like, what are because you doing? You must stolen. be stolen. Somebody I was so confused because I was like, um, what is happening? And I told John, and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, we're fine. I know we have money. Like, I don't understand what is going on. And he's like, well, you're buying from so many stores that are in different, like, parts of the country so it's like you're buying from this brooklyn bookshop and then you're buying from one in like charleston and then like one in chicago and it looks just like really sporadic and he's like you haven't spent a lot of money during quarantine because we've been home so it's like you went from like just paying the bills and whatever to now you're like spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on books and i was buying books for other people too like my brother's had a birthday so i was like you get a book you get a book i was being over with books so yeah, I I had to like let Bank of America know like yes I'm making these purchases. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of books that I've gotten in recently and that are still coming in because a lot of those black owned bookstores that didn't really get a lot of work are now getting tons of orders, which is awesome. So a lot of them are super backed up. So we just continually have books coming in for the next like few weeks, and that's a good thing for sure. Yeah, for sure. So next question. How has your workflow changed during the quarantine? So mine has changed because I'm pretty much doing different things than I used to do. 
a big part of my workflow would have normally been editing photos, going out to take photos, um, especially like, you know, probably two weekends a month going to Disney property to photograph a wedding and then editing that wedding, whatever, back and forth correspondence with wedding party, bride, whatever. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore at all. Um, and there's like pretty much like not a lot of photography. I've done some photo like product shoots for other brands and stuff, which has been fun. Um, but yeah, I've not been doing that as much. I've been making a ton of candles. Um, so that has been like, we, we were making them before, but it was just a different like thing because it was like, we would make them for ourselves. So it was a more relaxed process. You know what I mean? And it was kind of just like, Oh, like it was every time was like an experiment. Like let's play around with this. So let's layer this. So let's do that. And now it's more of like an operation. Um, so yeah, we have like a certain amount of goal. Like we have a goal every day for how many candles we're going to make. So that's been like different and like just the, this like time of our workflow. Like I said, we've been starting kind of a little bit later. So I've been choosing to like get in my movement like earlier on in the day and stuff and then start later. And I like to pour candles in the afternoon and evening. It's not something that I want to do at 10 a.m. for whatever reason. I just don't. Um, so I think like after I do it, because it's like physical and there's like a lot of stuff involved, like I don't want to go back to my computer. So I kind of do my computer stuff like beforehand. Um, and like, I normally have like, I still have like coaching calls, but a lot of times if people were local, I would, I used to meet them in person. Um, so that's kind of different is like having the calls, like, and not meeting anybody. Um, so yeah, there's been like a lot of little changes in my workflow. Um, so yeah, I like it though. I mean, I, I'm not complaining, uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely changed because again, like I've pivoted and when you're kind of doing, going from being all service-based to being service and product and trying to make product your main thing, you're obviously going to have some changes. So, and again, just having John home when I work and having him help me work is like, this is the first time we've ever done like work like that together. Like he's never really under like he doesn't like understand what I do you know what I mean like if I was like hey can you edit this photo he would be like completely at a loss like he probably doesn't even know like where photoshop is on my computer so it's never something that he's like helped out with before but like now with like candle making he absolutely loves it so it's something we 100% do together which is a lot of fun yeah I think um adding the shop back into the workflow so I'm having brands consistently because I knew when I was planning on opening that it'd be long-term. And so the long-term planning of like e-commerce and mm-hmm. always making products and always thinking about the future and how to improve the systems. Like, I'm like, how can I improve this? How can I do that? And I'll get an idea for a product or I need to change this product description or I want to support this nonprofit. So researching all the nonprofits that I'm supporting is another piece of it. Cause I want to make sure that I'm a choosing nonprofits that, haven't gotten as much love in this time because there's been a lot of people who've been giving back which is amazing when you have extra money and you have the extra income you can but there are definitely people in nonprofits who haven't seen as much love so I've been kind of researching and wanting to support them with the products that I create um and then just making sure I'm transparent about what I'm doing with that money because I think there's been a lot of shops who've been doing the same thing and the reports aren't always as transparent. And so that's very much been my pet peeve when it comes to supporting people for a cause when they say things like a percentage will be like, what's the percentage? Just tell me what the number amount that you're donating 
so that I can know. Or if you're going to donate $5 of every one of this or 100%, just say it up front and don't have these vague, like, posts about, I'm donating some of this money. It could be 1%. That's still a percentage, so. Yeah. Um, that has been a big part. And obviously, having income our site means having more stuff on it and more maintenance to run and making sure that the shop the, sh- the shopping and shipping experience is always the best and the seo and all this blah 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 just stuff i had didn't have to worry about i didn't have to worry about social media last year i didn't post on instagram like i didn't care i still don't care but i have to do it so that's yeah. another thing like having to invest that time back into growing and in the audience for the shop specifically and the content that's there and making sure that i'm connecting with people especially as I start to feature people on the blog next month that's something else scheduling that out because I hadn't been blogging so it's not that it's difficult but because I have the systems in place it's easier to kind of work that back into my workflow and then doesn't get in the way of any of my client work any of the illustration stuff or any of the other 9,000 other things that I have to do that's not shop related it's just kind of like making sure that it ebbs and flows into what I'm already doing but I've always had several things going at one time so it's not that it's difficult it's just picking and choosing when to focus on that and right now because my brain is so hyper aware of the possibilities and I'm better educated on how to run a shop that my brain thinks of that all the time versus some of the other stuff whereas like yesterday I did some illustration stuff and it was so fun because I was like oh I didn't have to hand load or anything I didn't have to scan anything I didn't have to do all that it was just literally open illustrator and drag some stuff around and create this these images so it's nice to have the flexibility to work and be like oh I can develop a website really quickly or I can do this and that and not and use all of my skill sets across all the businesses that I'm doing and of course the consulting and the speaking and all that other stuff as well so it's something that has definitely changed though is like outside of my workflow is my space (laughs) because now I have to like have space for physical products and like I've always had like an office that you know it's like it just supports me like going and doing services so it's like now I have to actually have like space for products and that's been like we've pretty much re like we're like reformulating the entire place just to kind of fit that if that makes sense um so like we'd already bought a giant piece for storage but it's definitely not enough um so now we're like we have another piece on the way the piece that we have we're kind of using for materials that are not all put together yet if that makes sense and then the one that we have is going to be for like finished product uh because we're like there's just we need to keep them separate Um, but yeah, that's like such a different, it's like so weird to be like, oh, I have these products in my house and I like ship them to people as opposed to like doing service based. It's definitely, you know, I like it. I like, I'm like, let's hope that by this time next year, like it's full time and I don't need to do service based anymore. That's kind of the goal for me. Um, so I imagine my workflow will just continue to kind of change as I pivot harder and harder and harder into the shop and like away from like service based, you know? For sure. And I think I'm obviously, I like services. Like I like being able to kind of create things. So I'm always going to do that stuff. Yeah, um, I think you're always going to do like both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, definitely. Because I, I don't, like, I think that I will get to a point where I like, like the goal would be to get to a point where I do like two to four boudoir parties a year. Um, And then like portrait work more for myself or for like publications, but not like 
for like family portraits and then like have a few like one-on-one coaching clients and that would kind of be like the extent of like service base that I do which I would look at that all just kind of like an extension of like owning a shop kind of you know what I mean um but like yeah boudoir is my favorite so I'll never say goodbye to that but like I I you know if I don't do any weddings like when we're out of this pandemic I think that I'd be I'd make peace with that I might do one more to like say goodbye to weddings you know you're like farewell yeah yeah I think the margins on our service stuff obviously is that you can't compete like just it's like 99% profit so I yeah I'm always gonna have services and I just like that is definitely like something that is like a has been like a learning curve is like wow you know, like how they say, like, you have to spend money to make money. And before I was like, yeah, to an extent, but like, it's not that serious, but like, it is definitely more serious with product, you know, than it is with service-based. Like, like you said, you are, it's just like, you're just making money. Uh, Whereas with with product, you obviously do have to. Your profit margins obviously become a lot more um, than they would be with your services. And you can price, depending on your service, obviously you can price it and we're not competitive. So (laughs) I said what I want, like do what I want, like live my life. Um, so yeah, definitely that's been the biggest change. But I guess our next question is top five must when starting a business. And I get to put on my baby pretend like I just started a business hat, which I kind of did, but it's you know Yeah, it's a diff- from a different that. perspective. Um yeah. so I would say number one it's really important to do research before you even like dive into everything. Um, and so when I say research, it's like very broad, but like there's a lot of different types of research you should be doing at a time. You should be researching your particular like market that you're trying to get into. You should be researching who like offers those services and or products in your area. And like, you know, in the like extended area that would like service, you know, who you're, like target client and customers would be um, and just kind of see like, what is the need there? Is there a need there? Cause like, that's the whole point is like, you want to have a, a need to fill. Right. And that's not to say like, if there's other people that do what you do, like you can still bring something unique to the table for sure. But like, obviously some markets are going to be oversaturated as much as we don't want to like hear that. That's just the reality. Like if you're trying to make good money um, some, some markets will be oversaturated. So if you're going to go into those markets anyways, you want to make sure that you have done your research and you have a plan that's going to set you apart um, and make people want to actually come to your business and, and be a patron of yours instead of somebody else's. Uh, you also want to do the research to see who is your cus- like your target client or customer and do they like live near you and or have access to your services or goods. Because like if you live in, I don't know, like if you're trying to sell, I don't know, if you're trying to sell like, bathing suits and you live in like you know antarctica that might not be like the best fit so you kind of want to see like do you live near the people that are actually going to need the things or again will they have access online to the things that you're offering up so just kind of doing research across the board um so that you're prepared and then of course obviously like researching like how to start a business how to effectively run a business what sort of things you need because again every business is completely different so it's like are you one person? Are you starting a business that you're going to plan to employ 200 people? Are you going to employ five people? You know, those things will determine if you're going to need like an LLC or an S corp or whatever you're going to need. Um, So just doing a lot of research would be my step one. Yeah. 
I mean, there's so many. Oof. There's so many things you can do. I think the biggest thing is, A, like you said, be aware of your industry. Do some research. Think about it. Um, B, come up with a plan. Just sit down and write a thorough business plan. I know people will start businesses all the time without them. That's great. I would just recommend doing it just because it's easier to have an idea of what your goals are in mind, your short-term and your long-term goals so that we can hit those benchmarks and not run out of steam because it's so easy to start something and run out of steam. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I launched a site. I got orders, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want to post Instagram. I have my goals. I know what I'm doing in mind. So obviously I have to continue to get to those places so I can get to the next benchmark. So that's where goals and goal setting and goal planning has um, so much value in that where people sort of kind of push up side to just start the idea. Yes, just start doing things. That's true. You can overthink things to death and you can kill something before it starts. That is 100% a real thing. If you know that, that type, you're that type of person, hire an accountability partner. Hire a business manager. Hire someone who is a business consultant that is going to put the fire into you to get your things done so that you can get them done. If you're not a self-starter, hire somebody to make that make that for you because it's so hard to create. Um, you can't give yourself entrepreneur qualities. <laughs> I think that's a, like either you have it or you don't. And if you don't have it, there are people who can get by by hiring the people who have the skill sets that they have. So if you have the money and the capital to do so, hire a consultant to work with you to get you to where you need to go. Um, and I'll, I'm always going to say do like get your paperwork in order, obviously see where you need to get your EIN, get your taxes, your tax licensing, and um, your LLC, your S-Corp, whatever you're doing, before you start collecting cash. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, you have to go back and redo that, and it's not fun. I, I've never had that issue, but I've definitely talked to people who've done things prior to, and then have done things like try to buy a house, try to buy a car, and have had to go back in on paper. It looks like they have no money. And that yeah. comes from not having all of your paper and stuff in order. So Yeah, I would definitely, say definitely like that that third step being like like a paperwork plan slash a money plan, knowing like what you're going to do with your money when you get it, how much you are planning to make, because it's good to not just go in and be like, what's going to happen? But like you have services and products that are the prices are based on a certain amount, which is based on what you want your overall income to look like. Um, so having those plans and then having, you know, whether it's like an accountant or whoever who's going to be like handling some of that stuff for you or you're handling that stuff, but you're making sure that you know how to handle that stuff, uh, making sure that you have like paperwork for everything. And like you said, the stuff with like buying a house and stuff like that stuff is so important. Like even just like moving into an apartment, like you really need to have documentation of like how much money you've made. And it's crazy because a lot of people don't. And I know this because like we've moved apartments and like moved into different townhouses and stuff like a million times. And every time that I have like, like when I'm like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And then I like give them my paperwork. They're always like very surprised. Like they're like, wow, you actually have the paperwork. And I'm like, yeah, like how else would you know? And they said, it's normally like, jumping through hoops to get information from people on like how much they make and like that their business is legit and all those things. Um, so yeah, make sure that you have that stuff. And then also like when taxes come, like, I don't know, like you don't want to be messing with the IRS. Like you want to make sure that you paid what you need to pay. You also don't want to be in like a surprise situation where you end up like, 
owing money or owing more than you thought you would owe. So just like staying on top of that stuff makes a big difference. I will say like not to scare people away, but like owning a business changes the tax game a lot. And uh, I wouldn't say that it's for the better. So just make sure that you're aware of like what's going on tax wise in your business um, so that you just, I don't know, like you just need to be aware of it because the IRS is scary. So go ahead and put 40% of the money you make aside just yeah. by default. And then you have wiggle room with your taxes, but more than likely you like, just kind of pay that. For me, taxes. the surprise was like, okay. Cause like I've been an entrepreneur for so long. Right. So I've been doing this since I was 21 and like, it's been like a legit, like, I think I got my business license. I was either 21 or 22 and like, I was not making as much then as I make now. So I was just like, Oh, like life is good. Living life with my taxes or whatever. And then like when I started making more money, like I had one year where I had like a significant increase and then I was like, Oh, like, so when I make money, you guys just take it. <laughs> like, it was it's just not yours. It's not yours. Yeah, it was a really like, because again, I had had the business and I had it for a few years and I was doing like multiple jobs. So like I, you know, I, it wasn't as concerning and I wasn't getting my income just from the business. And then all of a sudden I'm just doing the business and I had this increase and I was just like oh so when you make more money it hurts more <laughs> like when you do your taxes it's painful um so yeah again still wouldn't trade it or anything but just be aware that like your tax situation is not the same um if you are you know owning a business and then if you're like married and you file like jointly and own a business it's like a whole big like mess to me because I, I hate numbers and taxes and whatever um so have a cpa have a person that is handling that um and knows your situation and also like knows things that like you might not know of like what to write off and things like that so somebody that knows like your business how it runs how it operates that sort of thing like you want someone that's like working for you and aware of what your business is so definitely have that money plan in place. I would also say, um, and that like number four, I guess would be having a marketing plan. And so having a marketing plan that is like separate than your business plan and your like money plan slash getting your paperwork done. I know it sounds like a lot of different plans, but the thing is, is like, kind of like you were just touching on, like when it comes to like running a business and there's so many things going on and you know, like, Oh, this is like a lot when it comes to like your marketing, sometimes it can just fall to the wayside because you're like, well, I'm busy getting my product out or I'm busy dealing with clients or whatever it is. And then it comes to your marketing. You're just like, I don't have time for that. I have to focus on like what I'm actually doing with my clients or what I'm actually doing with my products. I think it's so important to have a plan in place because then you just follow the plan. And it's also good to have a plan because you need to have an idea. Like not everyone needs to do the same thing. So if you're trying to reach a certain market, that market might not be on Instagram or that market might not be interested in, you know, like flyers or whatever it is. So it's just kind of important to kind of know, okay, here is my market and like, how would I reach them? And what would be a good plan to do that? And then once I've even reached them, like what's a good way to actually get them to purchase or to invest or whatever. Um, so how that's what a marketing plan does is just basically a plan to market your business. Yeah. And you obviously want to focus on Visibility is important, but conversions are key. So I think people sometimes see numbers from the outside looking in and they think that this person is converting to a lot of sales, or a lot of business. And a lot of times that's not 
So a large audience is not great if you can't convert those people to buy your services or your product. So make sure your marketing plan has conversion plan, not just the marketing awareness plan, but the marketing conversion plan, which has a lot to do with uh, a lot of times your email marketing and the follow-up that you do in terms of getting a client in and then what's your then process on onboarding. So a lot of people don't have client onboarding, which is part of your marketing plan. Like that's part of your, you're still in that beginning stages that has so much to do with the validity of your business and what you're able to do. So I think, think beyond just being visible and running ads and being real cute. What do you do now when you have attention and how do you get those people to purchase from you? Yes, absolutely. And then for like number five, I would say like you need to like, the step would be to have some bravery and longevity. Like you need to really be willing to put yourself out there and it's not easy to start a business as we've said a million times before. And you need to like know that you're in it for the long haul and like it's not always going to be an overnight success situation. And then even when you are doing well, there's just times where you're like exhausted and it's just a lot. And uh, it's just, it's different than, you know, having, not to say that a nine to five can't be exhausting because it definitely can be. But sometimes if you are an entrepreneur, like sometimes there's just like no off um, depending on like what stage you're in or whatever. So just like be prepared to really just have to bring it basically uh, 24-7 possibly for a while. Um, so yeah, just be prepared to put in the work. Be prepared to like put put your game face on and just be prepared for like how hard it's going to be. Like I hate to be like, it's a crazy uphill battle, but it's like, it is a lot of work. So just knowing that beforehand um, is great. Again, it can be very enjoyable. And it's like a lot of people that own businesses are absolutely in love with what they do. They're in love with their life. They wouldn't change a thing, but that doesn't mean that it's not hard, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Take your time out. Um, and just, know that it's a marathon mm-hmm. it's not a sprint and things are always going to change and be flexible I think would be my bonus you have to be flexible when running a business because the world is not on a curve we don't know what's happening we didn't know going into 20 my bingo card had none of the things that <laughs> has happened and thrown my way I did not have global pandemic on my bingo card for my business and my sure business plan for 2020 didn't have like you know following like trying to beat down systemic racism but for real as opposed to like trying to on the other time but like also making progress like I didn't have that on my board like my card or whatever I didn't have sandstorm on my bingo card like all these things are happening and so you need to have the ability to just kind of float through the water like kind of go through it it's not comfortable if the currents can get too heavy totally take a break when you need to but you got to be flexible for that longevity because if you're not flexible, you're going to get knocked over every time. Man, I forgot all about the sandstorm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not a little mama out in the streets like that, but just know Francine was in the sandstorm, y'all. So for that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. I'm going to put her in the street. It was her birthday on Monday, so I'm not going to put her out oh, like this. Good. But I, I did read her spells with my friends because she knows. She knows better. Um, so last question, do you have any goals for the summer? I would like to sing staying alive, but I can't do that because then we'd have to pay people. But that's pretty much <laughs> my goals. 
Um, staying alive, staying healthy. The Bee Gees? Do we pay the Bee Gees when you sing staying alive? I don't know. Question. I guess so. Like, I mean, who else is, is there? One, isn't there one Bee Gees alive? Somebody would have yeah. to own their music, even if none of them were yeah. alive, you know? True. Um, so yeah. I'm like, I don't want to play those games. And, and we can't afford royalties on this podcast, okay? This is a very... <laughs> You pull know. like an Eminem when he did yeah. the police. I mean, Eminem. Uh, <laughs> what's his face? I have vanilla ice with the police and kind of yeah. like steal it. Add in an extra thing. Eminem, vanilla ice, same thing. I can't wait till David listens to this and gets really mad that you just <laughs> called Eminem vanilla ice or vanilla ice. Yeah. Whichever. Vanilla ice, Eminem, <laughs> the other one, the other one, Asher Rock, like friends don't get me started because they all they all look the same we all sound the same they do um yeah just staying alive staying healthy um like i said i'd like to kind of be reading more um i'd like to continue to be outside like i've been doing pretty good with outside like going out and and walking and stuff every day uh, but it is going to get hot and so that's going to be something i'm going to have to convince myself of every day is like you need to go walking especially considering I don't go to any other places besides like my home so I think it's like that much more important to like get out of the house every day and go for a walk so just kind of like forcing myself to do that um yeah just kind of like continuing on what what I've been doing for spring like I've been working with a nutritionist so keeping up with my nutrition goals and just kind of like taking care of myself you know taking care of John, taking care of our dog and just surviving basically. It would be really awesome if like the numbers would chill out and I could like go glamping or something like that. Cause I can't go actual camping. I'm not going to do that, but I'm also like sketched out on going to like a actual hotel with like less people around. So like, I would love to go do like a mini cabin, like for getaway or something um, like the getaway homes. Those are super cute. But right now I don't want to stress anybody else out by like driving out of Florida. You know what I mean? Granted, I've been like very careful and I don't have any reason to believe that I've been exposed, but <clears throat> I don't want to stress out other people by being like, I'm going to drive from Florida to somewhere else. Cause that just seems like not the thing I need to be doing right now. So. Um, I'm worried. I'm using summer to care about fall because summer <laughs> in Florida is kind of worthless. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't give you any, there's no benefits of being in Florida and it being summer outside. Like it's just hot and storms all the time. It's storming now. I have to go back and edit out thunder from our entire episode. Um, so yeah, really focusing on fall, making sure we're a hurricane prep because I understand that supplies are already not as great as they were a couple weeks ago in terms of going to the store. I don't know if you've noticed that, but that's definitely been what we've been noticing is that girl, you know that there was no there was no all purpose cleaner yesterday, which I thought was very strange. Like none, not from any sort of brand was there an all Yeah, it's been random where there's things that are not things. So I'm not like hoarding or being crazy because that's also not the key. But being better prepared in terms yeah. of having long yeah, term that's something that we, storm. we have to do every storm season. All Floridians need to have yes. a certain amount of things. So it's not like we're saying like go out and hoard stuff, but we're saying like if you live in Florida, you already know we do need to stock up on certain items just because you don't know like when there is a storm here, it's like a legitimate case of like not being able to get anywhere else. Like it's not and like because oh, we're in a pandemic that is yeah. going to be more stress than normal. Whereas like prior to there were like some issues with I think last year with the storm availability of water was wild and I remember that and that was kind of a note that we took for this year like we ended up going to the grocery store it doesn't even exist anymore 
to get all the stuff that we needed. Um, so I've been preparing for that, obviously preparing for the shop for fall. And I'm very excited about all the fall products and the winter products that I'm working on. So that's been kind of the key is trying to get ahead of that stuff so that when we're in it, I'm not overwhelmed. And that's what mm -hmm. I'm really using summer for is to kind of pivot and get those things done as well as just working on the client work and reaching out and marketing and um, but I don't, I don't think I have summer goal. Like I don't, I never have summer goal because the summer sucks. Like, it's just hot. It does. It's, it's just hot like and it's it. <laughs> In 11 <laughs> days, I have like, I have my counting down 11 days. I have like more furniture stuff coming for organizations. So that's going to be helpful for like, kind of like what you were saying for prepping for like fall sales and stuff. Like I'll be able to hold more stock in my home. So that's exciting. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, it's just like with hurricane season, like we also have to think about the fact that once a storm is over, if there happens to be, I remember at one point I lived somewhere and there was a giant tree in the front of the neighborhood. So like we just couldn't leave. Um, so yeah. And then last, like last, no, two years ago, I think my friend's neighborhood got flooded, but it wasn't like, it wasn't so bad that it was like on like in their houses because most of their houses are like up a bit um but it was like all the streets are flooded so they couldn't go anywhere, yeah, so you can't like, go anywhere. Yeah. after so it's like it's not like i think some people just see the storm and they're like oh well the storm's over so you guys don't see fine it's like no sometimes we still can't leave even if the storm is over so well and if you can't leave that means you can't get people coming in so your deliveries yep. and your mail and stuff gets delayed so that's where relying on delivery isn't really a option depending on how terrible the storm was usually we don't have as much damage because all of our power lines are underground we're on disney's grid we're on a hospital's grid Thank so typically goodness. we don't get affected in the same way other neighborhoods that are a little bit older right outside of our door get affected like obviously by sea world there's always so much damage yeah. in that dr Phillips sea world area that we didn't get just because those neighborhoods are older and like downtown to do. windermere too they oh, yeah yeah oh yeah and that because downtown windermere is old yeah so they definitely yeah. get, you know, despite being affluent and being in an affluent area, it doesn't matter. Your infrastructure is older. It's just going to be affected differently. So um, just preparing for that and making sure that I'm not caught off guard because I don't like to be caught off guard. I like to be stay safe, stay healthy um, and prepare. I guess for school, school starts in like three weeks. It sure does. My child's going to elementary school for the first time. It's real school. It's not fake school. So I have to take it seriously, and that's been kind of taking over my life. I right mean, now. like to be quite frank, your child could teach the class. So unfortunately, <laughs> like, Betsy DeVos is also the like you know secretary of education, and so that's making it terrible for everyone involved as they continue to threaten schools and school systems about reopening and endangering the lives of people like your husband. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's going well. Yeah. His first day back is supposed to be, I think it's Friday. I think it's a Friday. Yeah. Friday the 31st. So I'm hoping, please, if you pray, if you are doing witchcraft, if you like whatever your spiritual situation is, if you want to pray that OCPS um, does not go back into schools physically and find some other plan, I would most appreciate it because I am not trying to have him go back into these classrooms um, because he teaches middle school. So he's going to see literally a hundred, over a hundred kids every day. It makes no sense. Like help me make it make sense. No. 
Um, and yeah, I think that's it. The only thing that I have is an announcement. I guess the thing I'm doing in the summer is the Freelancers Conference, which Spark Orlando, which is the freelancer union uh, kind of situation here, is running the Freelancers Conference. And it's like a two-day situation, July 25th, 26th. I will be speaking on 25th about what we're doing right now, which is podcasting. I was asked to talk about podcasts, so I was like, okay, cool. We'll get on it. I have not spoken in two years. I've not done a workshop for like a non-paying client <laughs> in that time because I didn't feel like I needed to. So this will be my like probably only talk situation. So if you're in the Orlando area and there's some fun people, or Brittany Gonzalez, Katie Johnston, who has been on the podcast from Pulp Town, is speaking. Um, there's some fantastic speakers. I'll put a link in the show notes. Obviously, tickets are free. So if you just don't have anything to do on a Saturday and Sunday, come pop in and write some notes and come hang out with the keynotes and speakers and stuff. It's supposed to be really good. Yay. Something to do. That's something to do. Also, go to our Instagram and follow us at Heart and Hustle Podcast um, because we need to communicate with you. So many of you follow and listen, and we love that. Like, you listen to the podcast, like, consistently. But we need to be able to communicate with you so we can hear, like, you know, who you want on the podcast and what topics you want covered. Like we literally take like, this is a, this episode is a perfect example. We took these questions directly from you. I asked about it on Instagram and those of you that answered, we answered your questions directly. So a lot of you will be like, Oh yeah, that's the question I asked. Um, so yeah, make sure that you're following on there so that we can communicate with you and make sure that we're bringing you the content and the information that you guys want. Cause at the end of the day, that's why we do this. Yep. So uh, we will be back next week. Thank you guys for listening. A great review on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, if you're on all the platforms, cast us to your Alexa, cast us to your Google, put us on your TV. We'll be with you <laughs> wherever you go. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, we will again follow us on the social medias. Use the hashtag Boss So Hard so we can definitely see what you are up to. And I do go in there. And I see you using the hashtag mm-hmm. and I go in and I like your posts. So please continue to do that. Yes. And thank you guys for listening. Bye.